Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 101. Today, we're going to be talking with a couple local legends in Brad Sween and Logan Ledford. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links from the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode 101, which basically is like a college class. We're going to learn some things today. We are. We are, right? We tried to do that, where we were going to have like a little lunch and learn. Yeah. We had lunch. We did. And we learned. We did. Just not on the mic. No. So we are at Bomber Studios. I know. We're back. It's been since early spring. At least. It's really warm in here today. <laughs> yeah, unusually warm, right? I feel overdressed with <laughs> yep. a long sleeve shirt and a puffy vest. Uh, but we have two guests with us today. We don't do this often. Nope. But uh, we're going to have a series of these. So we have two guests on the mic. A couple local legends. Yeah. Just basking in their their manliness. Manness. Is that a word? The manliness. There we go. We'll put the Lee in there. We've got Brad Sween and Logan Ledford. That's right. Howdy, fellas. Hey, sir. Thank you for having me. That's Logan. He's going to be the soft voice today. You'll barely be able to hear it because he's soft. <laughs> um, and then here comes Brad. Yeah, I'm, I'm here too. He's Thanks bringing guys. it. He's here at the difference Straight there. You'll up. hear, you'll hear it. It may have podcast. something to do with the 19 cups of coffee we had at <laughs> Roosters right before this. We were, we were hitting them. Crushing it. Yeah. So, fellas, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, sir. I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, today we, we talked to them because they think we're going to be talking about the uh, Bear 100, but we've had some requests yep. you guys don't know about. And Brad's face, <laughs> Brad's face just lit up. So, <laughs> yeah, curveball so immediately. T- today we're going to be talking about global warming yes. and cinematography from the 80s and 90s. Really? So, happens I'm a professional on these subjects. Are you? Cinematography? I'm ready to go. So, what's your favorite show from the 70s? I don't know what cinema is. <laughs> is that a cinnamon bun? He's like cinnamon topography. What? <laughs> no, but we uh, so we've had both these guys on the show. We had Brad on episode seventy three, and we had Logan on episode eighty four. Wow! So they're veterans of the Trail Manners podcast, right? And we thought, man, they they both crushed the Bear One Hundred. They did. So let's have them on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Let's see how we can get unruly today, right? With two two upstanding gentlemen and. This this should be fun, um, you know, just winging it here, kind of like how Brad and I signed up for the Bear 100. We had no plans two weeks prior and winging it to get in. And so you're making a lot of people unhappy right now because <laughs> they train really hard and think really hard, and now you're saying you crushed it on a wing in it, right? I know. Two weeks out, they're like, oh, let's just do this. Yeah, I got nothing better to do. It's, <laughs> yeah. You know, the leaves that's, are changing. That's, part, <laughs> that's, that's right. partly accurate. I mean, one of us kind of one of us winged it, and the other one kind of trained all year long for a 100 and <laughs> happened into the bear. 
That was so. your plan B. Yeah, it might have been a plan B. But it is true that one of us did not plan to run 100 miles this year. And Brad's looking directly at Logan. Yeah, that's um, right. I had no intentions of running a 100-miler whatsoever. Ever. That was the last thing that I had on my mind for the year of 2017. Yeah. Well, so. Well, I'm glad it didn't work out well for you, at yeah, least. It, you it, know? Was, um, it, was, it was a disaster there. Finishing for an hour before me. Yeah, so, so <laughs> Logan came in 48th in 26.49. 26 hours, 49 minutes. First 100-mile race. Right. Wasn't ready for it. Nope. Unprepared. Didn't know what to expect. So, yeah, he just went out and winged it. I How like many it. miles of the trails did you run before the race, Logan? I was uh, solid long runs up to about 25 miles prior to this 100-mile race. Right. So the whole theory of putting in 100-mile re- weeks before running a 100-mile race, not needed. Over, right. Overkill. So me and Joel have been testing the taper up right. method, yeah. right, where we just run a lot more than ever right before the race. Yeah. And then we taper after the race till the next race. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So it's like, ah, oh, we got to recover for a month, five-mile oh, weeks, ten-mile weeks, mm-hmm. pint of ice cream here and there. Oh, yeah. So so what made you sign up for the 100-mile on a whim? Okay. So um, this is a story in so itself, this is it sounds a story. like. Um, so my buddy here, Brad, I was going to pace him for his first 100-mile race, the Wasatch 100. Um, that did not go as planned for Brad. I DNF'd. Um, <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is like... Confession time. Yeah, Seriously. So, <laughs> so waiting to get that off the chest for a while, right? <laughs> so essentially, yes. Whenever I decided or whenever I was supposed to pick up Brad for the Wasatch 100, he was having a bad day and decided that he was not going to continue. And a week later, you know, him and I are talking on the phone. And he's like, you know what? A lot of people said if I put in for Bear 100 that I'll probably get in even on the wait list. And this is about two weeks out of the Bear 100. So... I'm like, okay, well, I'll pace you if you get on the Bear 100. And I actually go on Ultra Sign Up and look at the wait list, and it's like 30 people long in two weeks. Right. And I'm thinking, there's not a snowball's chance in Hades that he's getting into the Bear 100. So doing the friendly thing, I said, you know what? I'll sign up and get on the wait list with him. And about, you know, I don't know, I'll pace him for 100 miles. That sounds great. <laughs> So <laughs> friend right there. So something. That's something. So I called Brad and I was like, Brad, um, you're about 30 on the wait list. So if you get in, I'm pacing you. Right. And he's like, sounds great. And I'm like, I'm going to be pacing you for 100 miles. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm on the wait list, too. <laughs> so here we are both sitting on the wait list. And I, again, I think there's no chance that we're getting in. And about seven days goes by and we've jumped up about 20 spots. And I'm like. <laughs> Getting nervous. And every day oh. we're texting each other because we're refreshing the list, right? So that's what I want to talk. Because you say you talked on the phone. You you texted, right? Well, no, we no talked. one talks on the phone anymore. We talked no, right? initially. <laughs> there was a, there was a conversation. We got a bromance going on. So that, yeah. I can't remember the last time me and Jill spoke on the phone. It's <laughs> weird when it does have to happen. Yeah, it's because like, you don't know how to end that conversation. Or what even? It's like an it's like I see the phone coming through Joel Hatch. I'm like, oh, something is wrong. <laughs> yeah, like legit wrong. Yeah, and then it's like, right? hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like when you're calling like your your school the little sweetheart crush from like seventh, seventh grade for the first time and you're ever. Like, hey, hey, what's what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I want to hug you, but where do I put my hands? Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So you guys call each other. Yes, that's impre- so that's impressive. The the conversation initially that's genuine was genuine friendship. Yeah, that is absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean we we kind of went back and forth on text message the next two weeks. 
watching the wait list and we slowly climbed up that wait list until about a week out or a couple of days out. I was in Louisiana having a good old time minding my own business and <laughs> eating I chicken. Get a, I get an email and it's like Hey, if you mail the check in, you're into the race. And I'm like, oh, good, great. <laughs> it's so close. Like, can I just bring it to the start? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm literally flying back from Louisiana on a Wednesday, take that Friday off work, and I'm heading to Logan, Utah to run the Bear 100 with my buddy Brad here. Well, the good news is you were at least acclimating in Louisiana before the race. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing my elevation training, uh, all on my heat overpass. training. Yeah. It was all getting taken care of in louisiana um go. i was practicing the bad aid station food back in louisiana that mm. you need so i was getting my stomach acclimated so yeah i was i, I was prepping there you go and and so you, brad i mean we'll go back to brad because he he brought it up right he he, did. he he didn't have a good day at wasatch and that's the right you trained all year for that that was your first hundred yeah that you were just ready for and it just didn't, it wasn't you were injured, you, weren't, you just didn't feel right. Is that yeah, right? it was just a bad day. I mean, I have no other way to put it. You know, sometimes you hit out and it's just you're, I don't know, you're clunky, you don't feel right, Every you have day. no energy. <laughs> say, what is not normal then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just bizarre. And, yeah, kind of gutted it out until Lambs Canyon, so mile 45. Mm. This guy right here, Logan, was about to pick me up right there and pace me. And I rolled in there, and uh, I was actually coming in with Turtle Miller. Okay, he that's partly why you had a bad day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On the record, that was not me that said that. <laughs> no, actually, it was pretty sweet. I got a, a couple of miles in with Turtle like, yeah. out there. We, he was crushing it, man. He was moving like he a was. champ. Yeah. And he was trying to talk me into it. I mean, I knew, man, what is that aid station that's right before Lambs? Alexander? Um, Alexander Ridge. Yeah, I mean, I was... I was torched by then i was totally done my body had like completely given up rolled out of there and uh and we ended up kind of running walking together for a while and he was super it was bizarre he's super positive like just (laughs) bizarre i I don't know he was i don't know he was talking about like post-race beers and some other stuff and you know it sounded really appealing but i felt just like total crap and so I anyway, he was you know trying to be all positive and stuff. So thanks, Turtle, but it didn't work. And <laughs> I rolled into Lambs, and I think Logan he was one of the first couple people that I saw. Right. And uh, immediately it, we all just sort of I think knew. I mean, I'd be interested to hear what you say now, but like when I rolled in there, I felt just so bad. I think I felt like I looked like I was about to die, literally. So yeah. I mean, what your thought process there? Just because I know a lot of people, myself included, what was that final thing to pull the plug, right? I mean, what, just like, it's just not my day type attitude or, you know, I don't want to deal with this for another, you know, six, you know, 55 miles or what, what was kind of the breaking point? Yeah. My body was doing weird things. Like I've never, I don't know. I've never felt that bad doing anything really before. It was just bizarre. Like I had been going through water at like an alarming rate all day. Hmm. I mean, I know it was hot, but like I mean, I was almost out of water at the top of Bear Canyon. Wow. We're talking, that's with the new course. I mean, what is that, like six miles in? Right. It was bad. I was just putting water in. It was just coming, it was sweating out. Um, I was right on the verge of getting sick, so that had a lot to do with it. But, um, yeah, my body just so pretty much shut down. So your body just wasn't in rhythm for that time. Like, you were getting sick, but you weren't full-on sick. It was just one of those days, right? Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, and it was crazy because the next day, so Saturday, everybody, all my friends that were running this race, right, they're finishing, and it was all exciting, and which is super cool. You know, I was really excited for them, but I was at home, and I, I felt 
really good the next day. It was like, well, that was a great 45-mile training run. <laughs> I feel really good, yeah. and I didn't finish, you know? So, so then immediately it was like, okay, well, let's see what else is out there. You know, the bear's coming up. I don't know. Maybe that's an option. Because that's, I think that's the hardest part because we talk to people and Joel and I have gone through it. It's just that whole last decision to DNF, right? I mean, some people do it and then hours later they're wrecked on themselves, upset. Sometimes it's a day later, but sometimes it's like, you know what? It just wasn't my day, right? And that was totally it. And how was your mind with that, knowing that you put all that work in and you stopped because it just wasn't your day? It wasn't like, oh, I tore a hammy or, you know, it was just, yeah, it wasn't my day. I mean, how was your mind on something like that? You know, I thought I'd be more crushed about it, honestly. But I was totally fine with it, and I still am. I think it was the right decision just because of how my body felt. I felt awful. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's possible I could have pulled out of it, but, you know, you train for so long for something like that. Well, most of us do. Looking <laughs> at Logan. <laughs> Jackass. We, you train for that long, and you put all the work in, and you just feel that awful. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know something's up. And so it was like, okay, there are other options out here. Why not go for something else? Nice. I think that's the best way to do it. And that's a, I think that's the hardest thing. Like, I am the worst on myself when I DM. You are. You're terrible. Right? I don't understand how to not be. And so to hear stuff like this, and that's why I wanted your story to come out, because there's people out there that, have, that go through that, but it's okay to do it, right? I mean, I want to say everybody does it, but yeah, there's that small percentage that has not, right? Right. But I think that's probably something everybody needs to hear. It's just It happens, no matter what, to everybody, pretty much. Pretty right? much. And when he came in, when you saw him, what was your reaction? Logan? Oh, he, he looked like hammered dog crap. Um, that would be the best way to say it. Huh. You know, looking at someone, especially after knowing how much work Brad's put into it, the look on his face when he came in to that aid station, it was just like a look of like devastation. Like, this is not going my way, um, and I'm not feeling good. Uh, he was you know, soaking wet and just sweating everywhere and you know the way he described it he'd been taking on water sweating more than he's ever sweat in his life and you could just tell you know the writing was on the wall at that point it was just mentally accepting the fact that you know today is not my day i need to you know for my own health and my own well-being you know pull the plug so it was it was that kind of situation it was a about 10 or 15 minutes of talking it out and you know coming to the determination that, you know, in the long run, it'll be better for him to go ahead and, and stop at that point. So it was a tough thing to watch. But Well, and then you fast forward, like you said, to a couple of weeks, and you run the Bear 100, and you had a good day yourself. First, first 100 after something like that, too, 27 right. hours, 35 minutes. That's impressive, regardless that's of anything on that course. That's a, not an easy course no, that's to begin a hard with course. if you're not used to it. But... Um, just that rebound, you're already fit. You got a solid 45-mile training run in a couple of weeks before. Right? It's true. <laughs> that has something to do with it, I'm sure. That's did, total taper up. Yeah, it, it is, whether you want, however you want to look at it. How mm -hmm. did your mind going into the bear, just coming off that, did your mindset change? Did your planning change? Did anything change going into that? Totally, yeah, big time. I mean, going into Wasatch, I had been thinking about that for, I mean, since January. Yeah. You know, whenever I got into the lottery and it was like, okay, this is my A race. So I'm thinking, okay, like all my training is for this one thing. Got to get everything dialed in for it. And I overthought every freaking <laughs> aspect of it, you know, and I was so anxious for it. For the bear, it was so much more laid back. It ah, was 
fun. I wasn't worried about anything. It's like that first attempt at Wasatch, it just, it removed like all that initial anxiety. Good. Pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it was just, honestly, it was just so much more fun. I mean, Logan and I, you know, we drove up there. We crashed in a hotel the night before. It was just super same like hotel. loose. Uh, same bed. Same bed. bed. <laughs> yeah. We cuddled. With no hesitation. We cuddled. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the spoon? <laughs> Who's the big spoon, little spoon? Come That's on. Right. People want to know. <laughs> That's classified information. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, it was so much more laid back. Saw a ton of friends at the starting line for it and all the way through it, really. I mean, it was just. It was so much cooler. I, I really wish that had been my first 100-mile attempt. But honestly, I don't think it would have gone as well if it had been my first. Like, right. I learned a lot through that DNF. Yeah. So, again, yeah, I don't, I, I don't second-guess that DNF decision at all at this point. So going forward, that next 100-miler that you do at um, the Ute... Are you going to be chill at that, too, then? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Plus, Played that's going to be... Do you guys have your room reserved already? You two? No, no. We're, we're probably going to car camp. Okay. Yeah. All right. Same car. Plenty, yeah, same car. Plenty of room in my minivan for him and oh, I. I thought you had that Mini Cooper you were taking to <laughs> camp in. People probably think that we're being honest here. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> this show is all about honesty and transparency. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, can, we can keep that. <laughs> So are you going to go down there, kind of like Joe mentioned, just kind of try and keep that? I mean, because you have a, a year, essentially, Basically. to train for it. I mean, Ten I know you've probably got stuff in between, but, I mean, that's going to be a race you're looking for. Yeah. How do you keep your mindset to enjoying it, having fun, and not that built-up pressure and anxiety? You know, I think the built-up pressure and anxiety is, for me, it feels like it's gone at this point. I feel like I kind of got it out of my system that first time around. Right. I'm sure, you know, I'll get the pre-race butterflies in the week before, I, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. But not to the level I, I did for Wasatch at all. And right. plus, I'll have other races leading up to it. So, you know, you get to iron out all the little things ahead of time. Now, you're not going to over-race between now and then, are you? I'm not planning on it, no. <laughs> Unless the FOMO at? kicks in, right? Well, you've proven that you cannot resist race between bear and now. How many times have you raced between the bear and now? It's been how many weeks now since mm. the bear? It's been Four. like a month is all. Four-ish? Like, yeah. Five? Oh. Raced and you've two or what? three other times already? It's just, it's only been two. Just two, two times. Just two times? Yeah. You did a marathon and... Oh, yeah, you did St. George Marathon on the road. Yep. Because. Almost PR'd that. Just because. Right? Well, I was, no, not... It was it was a good race, but no. <laughs> and then, then like, you came oh, in second place at like a 20K or a 30K. Oh, the Dugway 30K. Yeah. Super cool race, by the way. Have you guys run it? Well, I have no. not. Okay. Everybody local here, and even not local, like needs to put that on the radar. The Super Dugway fun. race? Yeah, out yeah. on the Dugway Proving Grounds, like the military base. So you're proving cool. yourself out there. I guess. Second place. Second place. Like we threw that in there. <laughs> right. So what do you got? You got a race next weekend then, or what? Yeah, What's going does. on? Mm, nope, nope. What? No, um, <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks two from weeks. now. Yeah. Two weeks. Two out. weeks. Yeah. Fifty yeah. k. Two weeks. That's two weeks. Coming, that's Antelope this Island. The fifty k. It's, it's this two weekend, weeks. isn't it? No, it's two weeks. We oh, it two is. Weeks. Yeah. God, I hope so. Gosh, I thought it was this coming weekend. <laughs> no, it's two weeks. Are you tapering already? Yeah. Still yeah, got time. I, to I got train. time to taper up now. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Joel was worried this morning about his distance. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. I was a little concerned. <laughs> okay. I thought it was next weekend. Hell yeah! I got time to taper up. So for Christmas, I'm getting you a calendar. And I'm getting you a thing to hold your keys <laughs> on your waist belt. All right. Joel, you've Fair had a problem with calendar a couple times this year. I have. <laughs> like, 
Big time. Like between races. <laughs> Wait, that's next week? Like, yeah. Yeah, we're racing next week. Damn, I thought I had three weeks or two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was still going to train for this. Yeah. So you're running the yeah. Buffalo 50K. Yeah. And what are you, are you running, Logan, or you haven't no, up yet? No, no, I'm actually, <laughs> I will be taking a trip back to Louisiana in a Again? couple of weeks. So you'll be signing up and then flying back early? Yeah. No. Got to go acclimate? Ab- absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm planning on hanging out with somebody. I'm actually going to take an off season this year. So Whoa. What does that mean? It means I'm not going to race. I would say that it means I'm going to take it easy on running, but that has proven to be untrue. How's your, what, when you say season, is that like yeah. the month of December? I don't really know. You don't know yet? I hadn't figured this out yet. Okay. That's a good question. That's what, I said research. That's what we do here okay. is we ask questions. I don't really know. The what season's like three months. Is it? I think so. Or, okay. Because a race season could be a year. I'm going to take an off season for like I don't, whenever the snow falls. Okay. I'm Next really week. telling myself that I'm going to be skiing. Okay. For that period of time. All right. Uh, fair oh. enough. Fair enough. You a skier too no, then? Or no. no? Okay. Uh-uh. Oh, this so you're going to learn. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Strap some sticks to my feet, fall down a mountain. It sounds like a wonderful idea. And the way you do things, it'll be black diamond from the start. <laughs> Pretty right? much, right? It's like, oh, this wasn't easy. This was <laughs> He's easy. Carrying the Wasatch powder keg right away. <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs> right? not. <laughs> so when you guys like, you, you guys know, the one thing you didn't do for being best friends, cuddling, calling on the phone, you guys didn't finish the race holding hands. Did Thanks. you start together? Yes, we did. Okay. Uh, so I want to, I want to take credit for the great race that we had because I sang <laughs> songs to everybody around us well, you're that the guy. whole way up. That you're that first guy. Are you everybody serious? appreciated it. Come Joel and I wouldn't. He's dead serious. <laughs> These songs right were square phenomenal. In the nuts, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I started singing after I was doing the play-by-play commentary of the back-of-the-pack runners and oh, the bear. Man. So, you know, we were probably, you know, that you have your group of 100 out in front of us. And right. then we have us. And there's some lady that comes running by and her bib number's 53. I'm like, here comes 53 making the move on place 99. And <laughs> <laughs> just having a good time. Because, honestly, I didn't know how that day was going to go. So I was just going to have fun with it for as long as I could. Yeah. Because I didn't know if I was going to get to, you know, mile 15 or mile 30 and feel well, probably made that first climb go by really it, fast. It really did. It was, for you. It was a lot of Not fun. for us, but yeah. For yeah. You. I was going to say. <laughs> so uh, I, I like to think that I took, you know, everybody's mind off of the task at hand, and my singing was their saving grace. So two things happened there. You either had people going out at a pace they didn't want to go at to get away from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you had people going out too slow because they didn't want to hear you. Right. right. So Correct. You could have played games with other people there well, what sure. about that happy median i mean there is there isn't one of guys oh, doing that gotcha okay. <laughs> yeah <you know. laughs> me and joel run races and you can hear people just like i gotta get away from these people yeah. it's either you run faster yep. and deal with it or you just take a trip to the bushes for a minute and let them go. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing that you might catch them later so so you guys had little little entertainment going up the climb up dry canyon mm-hmm um, did you guys run together most of the day, do you think, or no? No. Did, I, what we point to did you guys separate? Well, the thing is, it's not like we planned to like run a certain amount together or anything. It just sort of worked out. Like We headed up. I think we went up to about, what is it, Logan Peak? Mm-hmm. About 10 miles in? Yeah, the first day of sessions, 10 miles in. Yeah, and then we start the downhill. Yep. Oh, and, yeah. of course, this guy's like a crazy out-of-control maniac on the technical downhill. So he was gone. And then... Um, Get to the next day station. Let's, no, no, let's no, be no. Truthful. Actually, hold on. Let's just let's back up real quick. <laughs> let's oh. let's um, be truthful here. <laughs> so about mile fourteen on that downhill, I, uh, I caught up um, to some local friends. Like uh, Davy Crockett was coming down. Shalise Morgan, she was coming down, and uh, all of a sudden, I was running with Shalise, and it's like, is that is that country music? Like, what is it? <laughs> 
Country music coming from the bushes. Yeah, that's Logan over there. A <laughs> <laughs> downhill guy. guy squatting. It's, yeah, it was just that's what you want to see. It, it was go time. And it's the worst time to try bulletproof coffee on your first hundred. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, so at that point, I mean, he jumped back were you, in. Were before you singing too long. in the bushes? Or no, there was my phone was playing, and you know, it was to cover that, up the sounds of that downhill run. Yeah, you know, every once in a while, it's just like. You got to go. Yeah. So he's got his phone on extra loud to cover up Chewbacca going on. <laughs> <in the bushes>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there was in that section. There wasn't much place to duck off. The no, side that's of the trail. true. There's so no. <laughs> I was I was kind of you know just making do with what I had, and Brad came by and he heard that country music and I mean just like I've heard, heard that before. Yeah, you know, like a predator <laughs> smelling exactly something dead animal in the There's in the no bushes. Question. He just. He found me immediately. You know. <laughs> yeah. Did Did you like walk over to the side of the trail, see where he's at? <laughs> oh hell no! You like, should I have. knew exactly who it was. I was like, awesome. I'm gone. We've run together long enough. He knows. Yeah. yeah. He He was He was aware of what was going on. So, so there was yeah. some flip flopping early on. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So he did his thing, and then he caught up to me. We ran some of that sweet single track down <sighs> towards. That's so nice. Lethem. Yep. Lethem. Lethem. Yeah. Hollow. That single track is so awesome. It is. <laughs> and then he was gone. I hadn't seen him for a while. Um, it was about mile 26 or 27. I think yeah, I somewhere around there. Maybe a little bit after that. Mm-hmm. Coming into, was it Cali? Cali. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I caught up with him, which was my first indication of, hmm, Something's up with Logan because I shouldn't be catching up with him because he's that. a faster runner than me. That's so. probably the long, well, it's the longest he's gone yeah, all was, year. Yes, right, maxing correct. out pretty much. Yeah, so. no doubt about it. Uncharted waters at mile twenty six. I really, I really pushed myself, and about mile twenty six, my body was done. We were doing a <laughs> climb, and I was like, I, like, my trekking poles felt like they were one hundred and twenty five pound dumbbells. <laughs> I, it was the heaviest thing. I was like, this is horrible. There's no way I'm doing seventy four more miles of this. I'm out. <laughs> and luckily, luckily we got to that next aid station, and Brad was there. And you know, it's it's times like that where it's great to have someone, you know, kind of lift your spirits. And you know, he he and I walked for about I don't know two or three miles. You know, kind of got our legs back under us. And it was that time that kind of turned my day around. It was like, okay, I'm here. I've accepted this. I'm gonna be out here for another seventy miles. So let's just do it. And kind of my mind talking my body out of quitting so that was perfect and we spent the next i don't know probably 10 or 12 miles together so it was it was perfect and but during that section you guys were both feeling pretty good because it didn't get real hot that day right for the bear no anyway it was good and how were you guys feeling were you fueling were you talking to each other about that or or how we were talking about you know there was this protein bar that brad gave me before the race so I'd never had it, and I tried it out naturally. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so then not what only, yeah. <laughs> Try this. It's full yeah, of figs. Exactly. <laughs> full of figs. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, we talked about it. We were both fueling. We were both in good spirits right then, and I could tell that Brad was feeling good because, you know, you can tell when Brad's feeling good and when he's feeling bad. He wants to punch somebody when he's feeling bad. <laughs> um, no one saw you the birdie finger. <laughs> Brad's throwing the so old sneaky bird over at <laughs> Logan. No one can see this. Yeah, he was he was feeling good, and I was hiding my feeling at that point. I was like, oh, I don't no, you know. weren't. You weren't hiding it. <laughs> but yeah, we were we were both going back and forth, just having a good time. He he cranked up what he does on the trail, which kind of gets to me sometimes. Um, he cranked up the Tupac and Biggie, <laughs> and we're going along the trail just you know, listening to the rap jams, and it was it was a good time. It was a party. So I'm, I'm getting this because you guys are like two of the nicest guys we know, right? right? 
So to hear you guys say something like, yeah, he's not honoring and, you know, Brad's flipping you the bird. You guys get, you guys have bad moods. Well, here's the thing is like, you know, those, those brotherly relationships. Yeah. That's kind of what he and I have. And yeah, we do get in bad moods. So he tried to carry me up a mountain one day and it's probably the maddest that he's ever seen me. It was just one of those miserable days where it was cold and he told me it wasn't going to be cold and it was <laughs> there, there ten, wasn't going to be any snow. It was but we a 10 mile run and he told me it was going to be a five mile run. And I was just I was mad. And I was like, Brad, I'm never coming running with you again in my life. And then, you know, we've had, you know, flip flop that there was other days where I carried him on an adventure and we get about you know, three hours into it and we're supposed to be done and he's supposed to be back at the house and realization hits that we're not going to be home for another three hours <laughs> oh my gosh yeah he is he's like furious he's like you don't understand me logan i got to go home and i'm like buddy we ain't getting home anytime soon <laughs> well that's good to know that you guys aren't like just always super nice and, mm-hmm. and stuff it's but, good to know you but have that's that. how those relationships are grow stronger right yeah it's through those trials and tribulations yeah for sure and working through it yeah we've seen each other at pretty pretty low spots before but you know for the most part I think it works out pretty well. Like when you were really struggling there at Cowley, mm-hmm. I, I was really surprised to see you there. And so it was like, all right, let's just, let's pull it together. Let's walk. Let's get this going. And it was probably what? Three miles. I mean, there's like three miles uphill. And then after that, you were back to normal self, it seemed like. And yeah. we hit this single track downhill, which is freaking sweet. It was yeah. like six miles of yeah. downhill or whatever. It's that next day station. That's the, good the left hand fork. Yeah. Oh, man. I, you know who Mark Tanaka is? No. And so he's a California runner, and he runs a lot of 100-milers. I was running down that trail with him one year, and we were going through the leaves. You know how the leaves kind of cover all the rocks and stuff through there? <laughs> I've never seen anybody fall so hard as I saw him fall. I swear to God, I, was, I thought I was going to pick him up, and, like, his innards were going to be spewing on the trail <laughs> underneath <laughs> him. Innards. I thought he had broken his ribs for sure. He was so scraped up, and then he goes, no, I'm good, I'm good. And you come to find out he's a physician, right? So he's, like, patting himself. I'm good, you keep going. So I run down, and I see Brian Powell. I said, Brian, there's some dude behind me. I've never seen anybody fall that hard. Can you go check on him? And Tanaka pulled it out. Stitched himself up he on the did. trail. And yeah. Pushed the innards back the, in. The rib <laughs> hole, like Ty Draney says, the rib hole. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys ran a good portion of the middle section together a little bit then right mm-hmm. yeah. did you guys did, going into it i'm guessing you guys were like hey we're just gonna go how we feel it wasn't like planned to run together just happened because you've trained together kind of similar paces together essentially yes um you know when i originally signed up and had no intentions of ever running 100 miles this year um i really had you know if we were to get in i had full intentions i would have run with him for 100 miles but he kind of set me straight the night before and he was like you know listen you know in a hundred mile race some people feel good some people feel bad so you know let's just run how we feel so mm-hmm. it was it was that kind of situation i uh i didn't know how i was going to feel and i actually to be quite honest i thought that we were probably going to get to about mile 30 40 or 50 and i was going to feel destroyed and he was going to go on without me so i, I don't know it was it was just kind of a yeah, go how you feel. Just go how you feel. Exactly. Did you guys have, at any point, did you guys use pacers? Um, since I know you were talking about pacing him, did you guys have pacers through the race? Yeah, for sure. So we did that long uh, downhill single track um, down into left-hand fork. It's mm-hmm. mile 36 or 36, somewhere like around that. there. And so I picked up my first pacer there, my friend Kate, who came out from Colorado to pace. And Logan didn't have a pacer yet. 
So the three of us kind of got in there, got everything handled, and we headed out together. We pretty much did that whole section from there to the next aid station at Temple Fork together, just the three of us. And honestly, that whole section went by so freaking fast. Like, we were just having so much fun out there. It was just legitimately like a party on the trail. It was so much fun. And, yeah, I think that's about the time that you took off because after after, uh, Temple Fork... You got that long climb, long freaking climb <laughs> up to Tony Grove. Right. I was not prepared for that mentally at all. I think that surprises a lot That's of a people. That's a grind. It is. God, it felt like it would never end. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some of those false summits up there atop before you actually roll off of it. Yeah. But he was gone. And then, I don't know. The la- Yeah, I didn't see you again until the finish. <laughs> that was it. Because Tony's about the halfway mark yeah, of the course, 49, 50, right in mm-hmm. there. And that's where I picked up my first pacer um, at mile 50. And I w- I'll be totally honest, the reason that I took off from that aid station is because I tried to keep up with Brad and his pacer on that flat section. And I'm not known for my flat running or slightly uphill running or anything like that. So I nearly killed myself trying to keep up with him. <laughs> and I got to that aid station. I literally told myself, I have to run my own race because if I do this, I'm going to blow up. Right. And it just, I didn't know, you know, what the elevation profile looked like going forward. I just knew that I needed to separate myself so I didn't kill myself. And it just happened to be uphill and I just put my head down and, and went. So it worked out. Um, but yeah, the, the separation was nothing personal. It was the fact that I was struggling to keep up with them (laughs) and they actually, with about a mile left into that aid station, they actually left me and I started walking on some of the sections. I just couldn't keep up anymore. I was like, uh, uh, let's be honest. Kate was moving way faster than I felt comfortable anyway. She (laughs) was crushing (laughs) it. She was excited. No, seriously. So like, like, come on guys. (laughs) If you've never looked at the elevation profile of this race, like you pretty much, you go into an aid station, you go up, you go down and then you're at another aid station. So never running, you know, any of this trail before, you just at least know kind of what to expect. Right. Like you kind of peaked out. Okay, we're going to go down. So for some reason, Kate got out in front of me on the downhill going towards Temple Fork. And I was just thinking at this point in the race, I'm not going to overexpend myself. I right. just, I want to feel super easy, you know, like going into mile 45. And she just takes off and I'm like, dude, I can't, I, I don't know if I can do this. Like right. <laughs> this, I mean, my race might be over right here, but I'm going to try. <laughs> and she was just straight crushing it. And we cruised in, and I still felt good. So she had a killer strategy. I don't know how she knew, but she just crushed it. Now, she just, because I don't know, does she run ultras herself, or was she just a runner? I mean, how did, does she know? Has she paced before? Um, I, I don't know how much she's done pacing before, but she's a heck of a trail runner herself. Okay. I mean, she went out and ran her first 50-miler at uh, Run Rabbit Run this year, and she came in third place for the women. Okay. All right. So straight crushing it, yeah. So she was training and hoping you'd keep up with her. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. much. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. She, I think she wanted to drop me. She's more like, like, Wait, yeah. is this a run? Are we running? This is a trail. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> but, That's yeah, and it was awesome. So she, she paced me all the way to the lodge, so to mile 75. Oh, nice. Right on, yeah, 30 picked, miles, picked right? Picked up my other pacer, Robert Edminster, there. And that, yeah, two, two <laughs> so of them. So you just picked, like, really fast, yes, crushing yes, it. For real. I felt so <laughs> terrible having Robert out there. He's just, we're, we're pulling out. And we actually came out at a pretty good pace out of the lodge. But, right. you know, that there's a long grinding uphill. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It seems like it takes To get to years. 82. <laughs> yeah, and I felt so bad, but he was, <laughs> he was awesome. I, I think it was funny for him to see it. <laughs> from a different perspective. From a different perspective. <laughs> so this is, you know, Robert 
crushed it at the Wasatch yeah. 100. He right. came in third place overall yeah. in his first 100 race. Yeah. So he knows a thing or two about how to run fast, and I was showing him how to run slow. For sure. <laughs> this is this is how we conserve energy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and you had how many pacers did you have? Did I you had have two pacers. Okay. I had one from was it Tony Grove? So mm-hmm. fifty to the lodge. Okay, um, seventy-five. A good buddy of mine, Aaron Williams. He uh, nice. he showed up with some short shorts and his pasty white legs, and it just. Um, you That's know, all you needed, right? I got a good laugh, and I was like, "Let's do this. This <laughs> is this is gonna be fun." And then my buddy Sam Jukes uh, took me from about mile seventy-five to the finish line. Nice. Um, and him, him and I have done a lot of running together, so you know, he's kind of he's the person that you want at the end of a race because he's he's not nice. Let's just put it push that way. You. Yeah. Well, he's yeah he's, he's going to get you to the finish. He's going to get under your skin the way you need to you know be gotten to so you can run and mm. that was perfect to have at the end so yeah, it worked out well. So did you guys have? I mean, it's a hundred mile race and you were kind of ready for it. You and I'm pointing at Logan and Brad. You're coming. I think. Did you guys have low? I mean, low points, stomach issues, you know, hydration, anything like that? Did you have some down points as well in there, Logan? I certainly did. Um, Okay, so there was two sections. Uh, there was there was the section at about mile 26 when I was doing that big climb. Right. And my body pretty much shut down on me. Um, and then there was the section right after Tony Grove. It was kind of rolling yeah. um, relatively flat. Right. I went into Tony Grove, and I, I went buffet style Uh-oh. at that aid station. <laughs> and I ate so much food. Did you? And by the time I got out of there, about a half a mile down the trail, I told Aaron, I was like, Aaron, I don't feel good. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I, I think I just took in about 5,000 calories at that aid station. And my stomach is hurting right now. He's like, well, let's just walk. So I had to walk for, you know, several miles to let my stomach kind of settle before I before I started feeling good again. And, you know, once that passed, it was, it was pretty much good. I learned my lesson the hard way at mile 50. And then I got to the lodge and they had chili in there. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need a cup full of chili before I... <laughs> so you didn't learn your lesson well. Yeah, no. I didn't overeat that time. I just tried a, a poor choice of food, but I didn't. that didn't get to me like overeating at mile 50 did. So your stomach issues came at about mile 50, and then after you kind of got that out, the rest of the way it was just kind of even keel? Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, That's pretty was. good for a first 100. I know. Yeah. Really. You just have people get in some bad spots for a long time. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, have any hallucinations? No, I, I, I didn't have any hallucinations. I'm, I'm pretty good during the night. Um, never had an issue with that. I, I think I attribute it to the fact that I spent so much time in college partying all night <laughs> long that I'm, I'm, Fair just, enough. I'm just used to staying up and having a good time. And, you know, come night, I just put my head down and we went. And it was a, it was a great time. I had a lot of fun during the night. Right um, my problem is that first 26 miles. <laughs> So if you can get past that, then yeah, you're golden. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's like so you're just you're a late bloomer. Exactly. Yes. Let's say <laughs> He's a late I've, I've bloomer. been I've been referred to as a late bloomer my whole life. So yeah. <laughs> Fair that's enough. A, that's another show. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brad? How did your your stomach hold up and and your race pan out as far as nutrition stuff goes? You know, everything went pretty well. It really did overall. I had some minor stomach issues, kind of in the middle. Um, but nothing, nothing major at all. Um, I, I didn't do anything too special nutritionally wise. I mean, um, I've been playing around with a couple of different products lately that, you know, really settle well in my stomach. 
but other than you know trying out you know this stuff spring energy um i was just hitting aid station stuff i mean you know so last time i was on (laughs) joel was razzing me about not hitting up the quesadillas at the aid station. Dude, you got to crush them when they're there. And I I had never tried them at that point. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, so all the races I did this summer leading up to it, yeah, yeah, quesadillas. Got into the quesadilla. Yeah, you got to have at least one triangle. Yeah. That'll do you right. At least. He said at least. One triangle. Yeah, you got to go one triangle. (laughs) And so you you did that this one? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, just pretty much, you know, anything that looked pretty good that I knew would not, you know, wreck my stomach I went for. and. Um, honestly, I mean, through the night section, um, I had never, I had never done it like an all night run before being my first 100, but like I did the Tushers hundred K this year and right. with the bad weather and everything, I mean, it was super slow. So we didn't end that until about 1am. So I did have a little bit of experience. Mm. Um, and yeah, at the bear, I think once it hit mile 65 or 70 ish, I was Mostly kind of on like liquid calories. I was okay. taking some gels. I'm not normally a gel kind of guy, but doing gels and um, broth and soup and that kind of stuff, Coke, and that worked out great. So I you went know. away from solids later in the race. Did you have some solids early on in the race? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I had I had just your typical normal kind of hundred mile stuff. stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of agree with Brad there. I had my own food in my drop bags that I had planned on eating throughout the race and. Once I got started in the race, it was get to the aid station and later on in the race, especially the broth and the chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted. I didn't want anything that I had prepared. I just wanted chicken noodle soup, just some liquid that would go down easy. And that sat on my stomach a lot better than the peanut butter, jelly, and bacon that I was eating. Well, that's no, what I was going to yeah. say because you're, you're, you're a conscious eater. Mm-hmm. We've seen this. So you packed your own food. What kind of food do you pack? You say, is it peanut butter, peanut jelly? Peanut butter, bacon? jelly, and bacon. Is uh, that all in a sandwich or is the bacon yeah, it's on all, the side no, like breakfast today? it's all in the sandwich. Yeah, okay. You, you right. get it all in there. We're talking like full sandwich, quarter sandwich? Um, it was a full sandwich. We're talking maple smoked bacon? Uh, We're talking yeah, it was hickory. sizzling? Hickory. Well, what, kind okay. of, what kind of bread are we using here? It was actually a, uh, a like thin bread? sliced bread. Ooh, okay. okay. Uh-huh. I didn't want to overdo it on the bread. To did you make this the night before? Yes, I did. Okay. Crust? Uh-huh. No, nope, you cut the crust was off. This there's in no your crust drop on bags? this thin sliced bread. All right. Was this in your drop bag? It was bags? in my drop bags. Okay. It's pretty cool out there, so I figured they'd be safe. They wouldn't be funky monkey? Ziplocs or Tupperware? Ziplocs and Tupperware. So I would typically grab a half of the sandwich out and eat it and then have the Ziploc. I would just stuff the other Your half pocket. in my pocket and uh, you know warm it up real good on the trail. And then <laughs> warm it up in my pocket about, <laughs> about midway. So you were eating a full sandwich in between aid stations? Well, yeah. At, aid station. <laughs> at, at the aid station, I'd eat half a sandwich and then in between okay. the aid so station. So let's, let's back up. So you had <laughs> stomach problems at mile 50. How many <laughs> of those sandwiches did you eat before mile 50? Um, actually, I only had like, I think... One before then, because I didn't know that you weren't able to have a drop bag at the first aid station. So you had one, but it just didn't get there. <laughs> well, no, I had a drop bag for the first aid station. I think it was at mile twenty in or twenty or something like that. Yeah, and first we aid station's mile ten, but you can't have drops. Yeah, there. exactly. So I had a drop bag for there, and I didn't. I wasn't able to use it, so I had to, you know, bail on that. And then I strategically placed my drop bags from there every like twenty miles apart mm-hmm. so i didn't have a drop bag at every aid station right. so I, I ended up only having about one for the first 50 miles and then gotcha and then towards None the end of the race. so you you so were the basically i had a lot of leftover sandwiches yeah you did is that, that was that like was that the only thing you had food wise or just those peanut butter I jelly had, and i had some bacon like rx bars 
or yeah. just in case I get real hungry. Or one to like pump iron on the way. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do some squats. Exactly. Some 120 pound dumbbells uh-huh. on the side of the trail. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Box jumps. Here we go. There, there was that. I, I had some, you know, bailout plans just in case, but. You know, for the most part, I figured the peanut butter jelly and bacon was going to get me. What kind of jelly did you put on there? Uh, It was actually an all natural. um, It was a strawberry jelly, and yeah, I like that. I like razzleberry. I think some jalapeno jelly would have been jalapeno jelly. Jalapeno jelly. I like that. Uh That would have been good. That would. Yeah, you talk about a bad idea for your stomach. (laughs) 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 More country music coming Uh, from the bushes. Exactly. (laughs) So that's what we need to keep an eye out for, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not banjo country, so we can like people can be safe out there. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys train a lot? I mean, you guys run a lot. You you, you do a lot of climbing. Do you train with the same nutrition that you're going to do in a race? Do you take and this do you take sandwiches with you in a in a training no, run? No, never. Okay. Is that just race specific food for you? Yeah, it was just something. I, I tend to eat solid foods, whole foods. I never do gels. Um, so I knew that I didn't want to get out in a race. I learned the hard way when Brad and I, you know, went out for the squaw 50 last year, right? That just aid station junk food will not get me through a race. Okay. So I figured, you know, I need solid foods to, you know, sustain me over that course of time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it it was just give me chicken noodle soup. Yeah. That'll work. So, Logan, I know that, you know, because of your experience in college and partying, you didn't have the night problems. Did you, Brad, experience any, like, low points at night where you were just, like, darn tired and wore out? You know, I only had one like that. Um, all the way to the lodge, I was super up. I was I was great. Like, yeah. Uh, we were playing some music out there. Just uh, Actually, I was moving so much faster through there than I thought I would. Picked up Robert at the lodge. We headed out of there, and I think we got up to maybe 84 miles or so. And I, I really hit, like, the first low point at that point. Um, it was still dark at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. It was definitely definitely dark. Um, I just I think it was a combination of just being low on calories because I'd been, like, pretty much on all liquid calories right. for a couple of hours before that. And just the long climb, it just felt like we'd been out there for forever. And so he got to the point where I was like, all right, Robert, stop. Like, let's just stop for a minute. I'm going to pull a couple things out of my pack. Let's just, you know, like take like a minute or two to recharge. Okay. And we did that. I got some calories in, you know, chugged down some water. We laughed about some stupid stuff on the trail. And then we just went. And within five minutes, I felt like a new person. It was crazy. Okay. That was the lowest point I hit in the, in the whole race. Like, I was just really, I was fortunate and things came together and nutrition was good. And hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that sounds like a cop out, but I felt really, really darn good through the whole thing. Well, I mean, to me, it just sounds like, I mean, the Wasatch, you didn't feel good. So, and there was no reason, but having to feel good at bear, I mean, that's just kind of karma payback, man. It is. You trained hard, you earned it. It's, yeah. it's, let's have a good day now. Yeah. Yeah. I felt real good at the finish. Well, I'll probably get there, but. It was a good feeling for sure. Yeah, we'll talk about the finish. We're yeah. get we're, we're mile seventy five, I think, with both of you. We we're, we're playing this cool. We are right. Having two people on is tough. It is. So we we worked playing. up through seventy five, gone through kind of that douchey climb up to eighty ish. Right. That's, that's what we say. It is. That it is. Hashtag that baby. Right. Yeah. That next aid station, if you're lucky enough, you get in there. They got some good like sausage and Ooh, bacon. Some and solid stuff. food. I got none of that. Really? Yeah, see, I I'm the only got bacon too that early I, then. Yeah, the only yeah they, they get too early. Yeah. So I got there once, and man, they had such good food. Oh yeah, yeah. Are they still up there? Can we go get some <laughs> right now? 
I've, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe okay. maybe not. There's a gas station right there. They might there have is. some like Slim Jims or something. I oh, that one, I wouldn't eat anything out of that gas station. <laughs> that, that gas station has beer and cigarettes. So you guys hungry? <laughs> <laughs> so you're at mile 75. And you talk, Brad, you talk about, li- do you do, is your primary focus liquid diets? Like for a race, like for gels race. And, and drinks? Or do you do solids too then? No, I do solids. What yeah. about training? Do you train with the same stuff you race with or no? The thing is, I mean, realistically, I kind of go really minimal on training. Any kind of food um, when I'm training, okay. because realistically, my training runs are never over, I don't know, five or six hours, really. I mean, other than <laughs> Wasatch DNF, <laughs> which is a 45-mile training run. Well, so, I mean... That's a great training run. Yeah, aside from that, no... Um, so, you I, don't really eat much for a five under five-hour run. Yeah, I mean, I'll take... I was talking to my friend Jenna the other day about this, about, you know, going up to five or six hours, and I can get by on just whatever random stuff I've got in my pack. Um, leftovers, leftovers from the race. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> whatever I pick up on the trail. Find a yeah. Skittle in my pocket. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but the longer races I did this year were really good to kind of test out different things. You know, I know what my stomach can handle, what it can't. And um, I just went with it for the bear. So those miles that I just wanted liquid stuff, it was fine. So under five, I got I to dial this in. Under five miles, you really don't do much. A gel or two if you have it on you, or do you just sometimes five miles with nothing? We're talking like Nutrition. five miles or five, 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 five hours. hours? Excuse me, five hours. No, I mean like five, I, I don't know. I mean, if we're going to go out and hit like a long, fun adventure, honestly, it's going to be probably five hours of maybe a couple of hours of running and then a couple hours maybe of scrambling and then... An hour of picture taking. <laughs> time, time out. Time out. Okay. Time out. <laughs> Logan. So here out. we go. Brad is. He does eat like very little when we run, and it absolutely blows my mind. But he does have a secret weapon that he always brings with him when we go out for a longer five-hour run. Uh huh. It Already. is dark chocolate-covered almonds with AKA, Himalayan sea salt. With Himalayan sea salt, aka. Yeah, never mind. I'm not going there. No, um, we know because Joel has Smurf nuts. Uh-huh. So wait a minute, that doesn't just like give you the sh- the, no. the disaster pants like right <laughs> away give from you the country music oh, no. in the bushes. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Chewbacca. There have been a many a days where we're out on a long run and Brad's like, yeah, it's kind of sucks, but look what I have. I got my fix. A, a big black bag of almonds, and that that changes everything. So. You know, we're gonna get it. Changes for we're like gonna get it. What do you call your big bag of almonds? <laughs> oh man, a, ba- a big bag of nuts. I mean, that's that's just basically <laughs> what. You it just is. bring that. Said, look what I got, fellas. My big bag of nuts. Brad, exactly. Brad doesn't want to say what they're called. That's, well, I wasn't the one who coined the term, so <laughs> that's not my place. <laughs> so so we'll just Brad, leave it at that. Brad brings out <laughs> your, his your salty big, nuts. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Himalayan sea salt. Um, and that's your goat. That's that your secret. Is, weapon, well, here's huh? the thing: is Brad brings them all the time, and this is this is just a testament to how good of a guy Brad is. Most of the time, he only eats about one or two of them, hands me the bag, and I end up eating the rest of them. <laughs> and I, I so mean, he's muling for you. Exactly, yeah. And it's it's always, it makes my day every time. He pulls those things out, and a smile comes across my face, and it's like my day has just started. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so you when, so at, in a race, do you fuel early on because you're used to training, or do you not? Yeah, yeah. So I you'll fuel, still feel early on. Feel early on. Okay. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's funny. We're Logan and I were out running this morning before we recorded this, and we went up and hit Lewis Peak right up here. And my watch actually still has a reminder notification thing on it for forty-five minutes to oh, remind yeah, myself guy, huh? I should take something in. Mm-hmm. Um, but would that, would that yeah. be like a whole gel or just a hit of something? Or 
Um, for the bear, I didn't actually use that. Actually, that's left over on my watch, that notification. For, it was from the St. George Marathon, which is just a ridiculous other thing we won't get into. But for the, yeah, uh, for the bear, I mean, honestly, I think about every hour to hour and a half, I was taking in something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, some kind of something. I like um, like Scratch Labs hydration stuff in, okay. you know, in Liquid a bottle. bottle. So as long as you're chugging on that a bit, you know, taking something in every hour, hour and a half, it's enough calories to sustain me anyway. Right. So what yeah. is one of those spring, because you've been talking about those spring uh, gels, the strawberry one, the sage flavor. Canterbury. Right? Yeah, yeah. Canterbury. What's the calorie intake? Is like 100 calories still for it's a About batch. 100, yep. Okay, and yeah. that's you've been working with those for a while, right? For, for a bit those. now, yeah. Actually, it was really cool. I met the the founder and owner. Um, his name is Rafal. I, I met him at the Tushers 100K, and we were just running together, and we ended up running a lot of the race together just, you know, by coincidence, and ended up talking to him about it, and um, he introduced me to this this product, this brand that he has. So I've been working with that stuff for a couple months now and love it. And it's the one you're trying, strawberry, because I haven't seen any other strawberry, thinking about it, strawberry flavors. Are there in gels? I haven't, I haven't seen a strawberry. I usually don't I hit know. those. They go straight for the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the opposite. So it's yeah. pretty good stuff, right? You like it? Yeah, it's good stuff. And the nice thing about it is, because I'm not, like I said, I'm not a gel person. I don't really like the sickly sweet, you know, right, gel exactly. stuff. Right, exactly. Um, but what it is, is it's actually more of like a pureed food Okay, that's what product. I was going to ask you. Now. So it's more like an applesauce than it is to a gel? Yeah, okay. so it has like okay. it has like basmati rice in it. It has oh. like pureed, you know, whatever, berries or fruit and a bunch but of other stuff added into it. And it's all, it's super natural. It's just really, it's tasty. It goes down easy and I have no issues with it. So I use it. It's great. So it's got all that and just a little sprinkle of sage. Right? <laughs> is that how it, how it works? Since yeah. it's his his formula, exactly. <laughs> nice. So seventy five to the finish. Pretty uh, pretty serious route, right? How did how did last twenty five work for you? Because within here you've got some pretty decent trail. You got some climb. You got one little butt kicker of a climb, then a monster downhill. Yeah. Right? So how did your last twenty five work for each of you? Well, personally, for me, um, that was the time that Sam and I ran together a lot of the way, and. Yeah. We, we were good all the way until about one mile from the finish line. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you take a right to go get a milkshake? <laughs> Hold like, on. Um. Let, let me. This, this horrible, you know, Leland pulled this twist on us where, you know, you're at this road and you think, all right, it's just coasting downhill oh, on this road I know what you're talking to about. the finish. Yeah. And, you know, Sam, I would, when Brad and I initially started, we had a goal of like 30 hours. And at this time, it's, you know, still 26 hours, and I'm two miles from the finish line. I'm like, I can do under 27. And Sam's like, if you want it, let's do it. And he's pushing me. And <laughs> so we're getting, you know, close to what I think is the end. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it takes a hard left back up a fire road. Yep. And I'm like, no, th this, this can't be. This can't be a part of the race. And he's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and we get up to the top of that little fire road, and we finally level off. And I had been pretty fortunate the whole race where hadn't fallen down much um you know kept my feet pretty dry the whole time and i stepped on this this large fire road there's just one puddle in the middle of it that i had no business being around and i stepped slipped in and fell in this puddle 
and Sam thought it was funny. And <laughs> I mean, I'm for, at for this the record, point, we do too. Right yeah. Now. At, at, at this point in the race, I'm just I'm over it. So I'm just ready to be done. And I'm, I get furious. I mean, I'm mad at Sam. Like, don't don't talk to me. You just be quiet right now. Let's just <laughs> let's just get this. And yeah, I felt kind of bad, you know, looking back because I think about five steps later, he's like, I'm sorry, man. Like, <laughs> 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 he was he, he really thought he had hurt my feelings and. Yeah, Sam knows me better than that, but he was—he felt kind of bad because he was joking at me for falling in that mud puddle, and I was just not having it at the second. But other than that, you know, that that last section was pretty smooth. Um, that last little climb, I didn't know. So being such a short notice decision to run the race, I didn't know what the elevation profile was, and I didn't know <laughs> about this big climb right out of that last aid station. So everybody was beefing up this big climb, and I'm thinking, like, I'm about to go – 5,000 feet up for <laughs> five miles. Like I'm, I'm really bracing myself. And we get to the top, and I'm like, oh, that was, that was pretty short. It wasn't a ranger dip, right? Yeah, it's one kind of ranger dip. It wasn't as bad. And they had some uh, egg tacos and bacon at that aid station, oh, yeah. which it really fueled me the rest of the way in. And other than that, you know, that, that last little spot with that puddle, it was, it was golden. It was a lot of fun. So tell me this, because this is my favorite part. How did you feel when you turned, took that last right – to turn to the finish line. It's got a, kind of a long, there's like a path there. You can either yeah. choose the asphalt or you can choose that little patch of grass to run mm-hmm. on. How did you feel coming down there? Goal was, goal was 30. Uh-huh. Didn't really train for it. You didn't know you couldn't have a drop bag 10 miles into the race. So you didn't look at everything <laughs> real close. Yeah. You're coming in. How did, I mean, how'd you feel though? Uh, you know, it was a, it was a great feeling. Um, I, so to say that this was my first hundred miler would be a lie. I ran bandit 100 miler last year. It wasn't an organized race. Was that the weren't the orange monkey? Yes, thing? that's yeah. correct. So in that race, I actually, yeah, I could have done somewhere around thirty hours in that race, and I had IT band issues, so I had to end up walking for fifteen miles of that race. And to be able to run, you know, the final five or six miles into the, you know, finish line, it was the greatest feeling ever because the only, you know, recollection I have of the last few miles of a hundred mile race were walking with a peg leg because my leg literally would not bend anymore. So it was a great feeling. Um, I was beyond excited. And, you know, to be quite honest, I got to the finish line and I really just wanted to know how Brad was doing because it was this wasn't my thing. I mean, this was his thing to begin with. So you know, it was just a, okay, how far back is he? How's he feeling? Let's, let's see, you know, where he's at. Um, and you got your answer pretty quick. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't long. He wasn't yeah. far behind you, right? No, not long at all. He uh, he killed it. He is, is impressive. So, yeah, shortly thereafter, he was coming into the finish line. And, you know, his it was great. Yeah, him and I have hung around each other long enough. And, you know, I've been around his family long enough. So his daughters and his wife and his parents were at the finish line. And, you know, their family is like my family. Um, you know, to see them at the finish line and to be able to hang out with them a little bit, it's it's great. So, you know, I was able to talk to them while he's coming in, and they're telling me, yeah, he's feeling good. He should be here in any minute now. And it was absolutely phenomenal, you nice. know, just sitting there. I mean, Brad, I mean, your last, your last 25, we'll kind of get to it, but I'm going to tell you, the highlight almost of my day was I pulled up to hang out the finish line early, right? right. And right when I pulled up, I'm talking to some friends, and here comes Brad down the path on the side of the road before nice. the finish. And, dude, I was psyched. Like, I saw you, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, knowing what you'd gone through and the mm-hmm. time he was at, I wasn't sure, but I knew it was fast. 
I mean, I got a solid high five right there. For real. That's I, honestly, that's <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> moments of the entire race right there. It was so cool because we were only like, what, a quarter of a mile that, away right yeah. there? And I saw, yeah, you're getting something out of your car or something. Probably and a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I... I, I'm like, is that Eric? And you just your face lit up, and yeah, that was that was a genuine That's high cool. five. Because I just sure. it, was it was just awesome to see. So how? I mean, besides that, I mean, I'm just picking on myself here. That was my favorite part of the race, pretty much, <laughs> other than the few beers I had in my tent. But how did how did the last little bit go for you? Again, I mean, kind of just throwing it all into one last 25, coming off Wasatch, and just your time. I mean, I'll keep going back to that, but both your times are just legit times, just solid. I mean, how did you feel coming into it? You know, um, yeah, it just felt pretty slow, honestly, up until mile, I don't know, to about Ranger Dip, I think, which is, you know, seven miles from the finish. Um, I just felt like Robert and I were just kind of moving, you know, just one foot in front of the other. It didn't feel like we're moving particularly fast, um, but it was getting light outside. By the time we got to Ranger Dip, they had bacon, they had eggs, they had sausage, pancakes. <laughs> so we did hang out there for a little bit. Um, and you then we it that one pretty easy, huh? Easy. Oh, yeah. For sure. We uh, we crushed some of that. We did that climb coming out that everybody was just building us up for. Like this is going to destroy you, and it was funny. Robert and I got to the top and we're just like, "That's Wait, it." Was that? There, there has to be more. So that was yeah. Robert's first time there too. Then, uh-huh. right? yeah. Okay. Neither well, of us had is, run a step out there. It's steep. It's, it's steep. It's very steep, but it's not. Uh, it's not long. It's not long. It's like yeah. a quarter mile. The way everybody talked it up, I was mm-hmm. expecting like an hour. Of no. a steep climb. It's yeah, like, I came out of there and they like said it was going to take minutes. you 40 minutes. They said it's going to take you <laughs> yeah. 45 minutes to go up this thing. And we got oh, up it in, I don't know, oh. what it was, 15, 20 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it's like 30 minutes if you eat too much. Yeah. <laughs> you throw <laughs> up it's Or if it's wet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, after that, um, with Robert out in front of me, kind of leading the way, we started moving pretty fast. And uh, yeah, you can run that section fast. Yeah. I So my whole, my only one thing that I was worried about through the whole race was I've always, in anything longer, I've always had issues with my quads cramping big time. Like I fully expected at mile 30 or 40, I was going to have to deal with that through the end. Like oh. really bad, like debilitating stuff. Never had an issue at all. It was crazy how awesome it went. So that last section, that six miles of downhill, we, I mean, for me, absolutely crushed it. Like Robert was out in front. He was giddy. It was amazing <laughs> seeing him. Like he was pulling me along and he kept looking back like, is he still, th- whoa, he's right there. Okay, I'm going to go a little faster. And we just straight crushed it, that whole downhill section and did the uphill that was unexpected at the end, <laughs> which sucked. And then we came down. I got high fives from Eric. And then all of a sudden, it was like, boom, there's the finish there's line. The I'm finish. like, gosh, it's right there. And so, I mean, with the time that you came in, I mean, what point, was there a point along the way where you were looking at how what your potential finish time was where you were kind of like, oh, wow, this this is all right? You know, not really, honestly, because I had a pace chart that I had printed out with different aid stations and, and projected times. And through, I want to say, mile 60-something, 60, 60, 70, I was like at mile, I was at uh, hour 30 to 32 for a projected finish. Like I was right in that range. And so I kind of stopped looking at it because it's like, well, I'm not, this isn't helping me at this point. So I kind of put it away. And then, you know, when I was with Robert, we hit that last downhill section and we were doing the mental math. And he's <laughs> like, dude, you can come in under 29 hours. You're like, let's crush it. Let's go. And so we're going, going, going. And we got about halfway down. He's like, dude, I just did the math wrong. You could come in under 28 hours. <laughs> oh, and nice. at that point, we're just going as hard as we can to get like 27.59 right. or whatever, right? And as it turned out, it was even better than that. So it was really sweet. I would have been That's like, cool. I think we must have missed a turn and cut exactly. 10, 10 miles off or something. <laughs> that would have been my thing. 
and this again, I mean, you come through the finish line, you got your friends there, you got your family there, you know the journey it's taken to get there, plus your time. I mean, what was in your first hundred? What's kind of your feeling down that last little bit? It was crazy. I felt like I was kind of floating almost. I mean, Robert and I were booking it. It just felt so dang cool. The whole experience, it was just, it kind of culminated in that last hundred or 200 yards. And across the finish line, it was like, that's, that's it. I mean, that <laughs> was, that was rad. And, you know, then I was like, okay, get a laptop. Where's ultra sign up? Where's the next hundred <laughs> miles? Like, let's not delay this. I got, I got Dugway. I got Animal Pile. <laughs> no, it was, it was crazy. And the group of friends that we had there at the finish, that's just what makes so it all cool. worth it. Absolutely. To have those friends and, you know, I don't have family out here, but Brad's family at the finish line. I think that's what, you know, the, the most important part about all of this is, is, you know, the community and the people you get to share it with. It's, it's those times and those moments and, you know, being able to hug the neck of someone that, you know, helped you get to that finish line that makes it all so much better. Um, well, I mean, you talk about it as your friends literally are your family. Though, exactly. Right? I mean, you get to that point, they know exactly what the training takes, what you did through the night, you know, how you're tired, how everything, and to see it come through. I mean, they know and to see the look like. Because when I, I didn't see you at the finish, you got there before I got there. But Brad looked all, like good, right? I mean, he didn't look like he ran 100 miles. He looked like, hey, man, where's is this? You know, where do we turn around and go back now? Or, you know, <laughs> is this a 200? I'm ready. Um, but you guys, and then I saw you later, but you both looked good, though. And to see that is, like, for your friend's point of view or your family's point of view, it's like, oh, I didn't wreck him, right? Mm-hmm. Even, if you felt, even if you felt wrecked, you didn't look wrecked. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. And so cool. I mean, <laughs> one thing that, that just struck me that was so cool. Um, so Aaron Williams, who paced for, for Logan, his wife, Christiane, she is just one of those people that is absolutely just one of the most incredible she's people. a saint let's just say that she is the she is the most selfless person i've ever met in my life and she she doesn't run ultra distance races but she is there helping someone at just about every race there is she is phenomenal so i'm sorry no no i mean you pretty much <laughs> took the words out of my mouth it was she was the one that after a bunch of us had come in she went to go pick up breakfast burritos for us because oh. there wasn't a ton of food at the fin. I mean, she didn't ask, didn't ask for any money to, I mean, she just went and did it because, because it was the thing that she wanted to do to help us. And it was just the coolest thing ever. Uh, she must've missed where I was sitting, like my group, and where I was sitting. They, they, yeah. I yeah. She made other. sure that there was bacon <laughs> at the finish line. So that was, that was all that nice. mattered. So we, we, you say bacon, like I say cheese curds. That's I'm true. Just coming to the, he does, we had, yeah. we had brunch this morning. He <laughs> ordered, uh, he ordered soft ta- like tacos, like you get like a uh, fish taco type. Yeah. With a side of bacon. Like street tacos. <laughs> yeah, street side tacos. Of, a side of bacon. Can I get yes. a side of bacon? <laughs> so and you've, you've mentioned a few times, you're a bacon guy. We've got to get you guy. sponsored by somebody. Like bacon. Hormel. Hormel. That's <laughs> one that came to my mind. Not sizzling. Uh, it's not turkey bacon. No. Ooh, it's no. like maple. I want the I want the bacon. Yeah, bacon. all right. We'll get we'll, we'll work on that. I like it. <laughs> um, but you guys had you know a lot of experiences out on the hundred mile course yourself. Running, you had friends running, you had friends pacing. But that whole finish area to see all that come through isn't that just awesome though? That's a good place to have the finish area, right? For sure. Yeah, that was awesome to see everybody kind of being there. I mean, it was rainy kind of at the finish line. You know, it was off and on rain, but people were just hanging out, man. They're like, no, this is where we need to be. Absolutely. We snuck in right before it started raining, so we were super fortunate in that way, but um, I had to come back later in the afternoon to pick up some drop bags and some stuff, and it had just unleashed, Mm -hmm. and and it was so wet, and it was nasty, 
And you know what? There's still just a ton of people there hanging out, hanging. cheering people on. It was the coolest nice. freaking thing ever. Nice. So your first your first hundred, not a bandit, but it's both of your first hundreds. Like I official. Mean, yeah, 100. I mean, they both went well. They went, yeah, a lot better than expected, I'd say, for both of us. You know, him and I were running together at the first part of the race. And I I had a pace chart, per se, but it was more to tell me what kind of elevation I was looking at from one aid station to the next right and brad has his pace chart out where he's like well if we do it in this time you know we're looking at a 30 hour finish and you know we got and he was kind of breaking it down for me i again had no clue about any of this but he was like you know this 30 hour pace chart it has us doing less elevation gain on the back half and a lot longer time so we're right on time of what we're doing now and if we are doing less elevation and that got me thinking i was like so if we're on schedule here and we have allocated more time on the back half, this might turn out better than we we think it's going to. And that was when that thought started creeping in my head, that, that horrible thought that, you know, maybe we should push ourselves a little bit harder and we can, you know, pretty much destroy this 30-hour time. And Which you, you know, both did. Right. It, it worked out. Yes, it absolutely did. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know, again, another terrible good thing to have is a pacer who has no clue you know what to expect in front of the course and he has some form of an elevation chart and he's like oh yeah it's all downhill from here so let's just run this part and then <laughs> this part and then suddenly that. you're right back uphill and i'm like what happened to all the downhill you son of a gun it's <laughs> you crushed it it's over <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> where were you <laughs> so sam and aaron both they they got me on that one both of them set my expectations were like yeah i mean it's pretty much downhill let's Let's do this, and we're still going uphill at this time. And I'm like, oh gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so normally, uh, after your first hundred, that race carves a special place. Do you guys feel that affinity towards the bear now? I sure do. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I still feel like I have unfinished business with Wasatch. I think at some point I've got to go back Goodness. and give that a shot. Right. I really do. But uh, you know, next year, I don't know. I've got the Ute hundred on the list. And my trigger finger is really itching to get back on that bear list again. You really know what to expect now. I do. Yeah. And and it sounds silly because I've only done one now, you know, but I feel like I know now, okay, there are some spots where if I'm feeling good, I can probably (laughs) go a little better, you know, and Uh and that's that's a real benefit, honestly. (laughs) That's my favorite part of people that run hundreds. It's like. It's not everybody, but sometimes like I'll never run a hundred again, and then th- then they start to shift. Going, you know, if I cut time on that aid station, mm-hmm. and I know I can climb, fa- I could probably go. <laughs> I can go under twenty four <laughs> hours. Is what he's yeah, actually yeah, saying. He's like, that's what he's saying. Yeah, I've already got one of these buckles, but that's that other right, one. But I want that other buckle. That one's shiny. I <laughs> want that one. <laughs> that's right. I want to be done sooner. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point too. So, so you already mentioned it. You're both signed up for the Ute. Right, one hundred. Cats out of the bag, Logan. It's it's okay. it's that's what happens when you come well, on wait, the show. I thought Logan was waiting to sign up. Then he did it like no, he's in. He's I'm, in. I'm His name's up. on there. Yes. Oh, good. So what what does next next year look like? For where are we going to see you guys? I know we got the <laughs> you. Where are we going to see you? You're going to take some time off to ski, right? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to where are we we're going where are we going to see you guys next year? Brad, are you signed up for any other races? <laughs> um, yeah, I got a couple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a problem with races, kind of, sort of. Um, yeah, I'll be out there at the Zion 100K again. I did nice. that one this year. And, again, I, I, 
I did okay. Like if you look at the overall finishing time, it was an okay time, but right. um, I kind of fell apart like 35 miles into that. So I've got some things I learned this year. I'd like to apply and awesome. chip off a bunch of time there. So yep. I got that. Um, I don't know. The Squat Peak 50 is always on my radar just because I've done it. Logan Chicken Chicken has no, vigorously no. He's got some issues with running on the road, which obviously I don't. No. Um, So I'll maybe do that. Maybe do that again. I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. And got the Ute. And I don't know. Thinking about the bear. Other than that, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, you got, so you've got designs in April. And then you race got May, in May, May, the, the first, first weekend in May. Yeah. You got the Ogden Trail Fifth, Running Festival. Right. Oh, right. Oh, so yeah. you'll, you'll be there for sure. Yeah, so we, we know you guys will be there for that. Logan, what, what else do you have? You're not doing Squaw Peak for I, sure. I'm yep. not going to do Squaw Peak. <laughs> I think that's safe to say that I'm out on Squaw Peak. And <laughs> Logan's Brad, not like got races he's going to do. He's got races. I know I'm not going to do these. <laughs> and to clarify, Brad, I'm not going to pace you on Squaw Peak either. <laughs> it's not happening. Um, I will be at the finish line again watching and cheering. There we go. Um, as far as other races, uh, I don't know. Um, it worked out pretty well this year, not signing up for a bunch of races. So I have nothing on the docket. Um, except? Except for the Gib Wallace race. <laughs> there you go. That's the only one <laughs> that like I'm, I'm truly planned on, on doing. That, that's um, a short prep race for the Ute, right? It'll, it'll be great. It'll be a, a good tempo run. Um, it's got everything you'd like, people you'd like to hang out with at the finish line. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? That's exactly what I'm We're going to get nice some bacon. Things. Yeah, we'll get some bacon. Uh, I like the bacon. sound of that. Yeah. Um, no, to be quite honest with you, that's the that's the only race that I have planned. I am going to put in and take my chances for Western and Hard Rock there you next go. year. And <laughs> if that works out. I'm not signing up, but I'm going to put in for Western and Hard Rock. Well, those, those yeah. two. I mean, it's just the historical fact, and I got to go out and, you know, watch some friends finish Hard Rock last yeah. year. That's an incredible area. So I'll put in, um, and, yeah, I know that the chances are – one in two million so again chances were one in two million for me getting into bear this year but well you got the gib wallace prep to get you ready for both exactly or either (laughs) or so i mean you're at least planning ahead exactly um you know the other races i i'd like to do smut yeah joel you were talking about smut earlier today um i really wanted to do el vaquero this year but it happens to be the week before the ute Yep. So I'm not going to. Um, that shouldn't stop you. Joel's, <laughs> Joel's like, I'm on both. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm planning on tapering. Um, tapering up. Yeah. Gotta get so our plan. I don't think that would be a good idea. Um, so I don't know. I'm more of an adventure run kind yeah. of person. I, I, whatever sounds appealing that weekend, I'll go and do it. I'm going <laughs> to do. like the Bear 100. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I'll go and do the rim to rim to rim in March is the only thing that I have planned. Nice. Oh, that would be fun. But That's a good one. Other than that, one. there's no other plans. What, uh, Brad, what about you? I mean, we talked about what you're doing, but what kind of, do you have some, like, bucket list races that you want to do? I mean, you're still young into this whole thing, so there's some out there. Some races that you're looking at that would say, hey, that looks pretty fun. I'd like to give that a shot sometime. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the Western States 100, I mean, I know that's on the radar for everybody, right, or for a lot of people. That would be a really sweet race for me to do. I would love that. I mean, I'm from Northern California originally. Um, you know, I've hiked up there with my family and, and stuff growing up. Um, I think it would, the heat I would have an issue with, but I think the fact that it's less climbing and more downhill running, I think would probably suit me a little bit better. Um, but just the overall, you know, everything surrounding the race makes me just want to do it. Like, you know, thousands of other people. Like, so. yeah, feel the same way about Gib Wallace and 
Absolutely. And it's kind Did of I mention that there's a Gib Wallace race? Um, I've heard about next that. Next year. Yeah, I've heard about that. I went to the inaugural uh, race last year. Yeah. How'd that it was out? phenomenal. Was it? It was a lot of fun. We um, didn't have bacon last year, though. That there was, was the only thing we were There was no bacon, but uh, there was beer and there was, you know, a lot of fun and friends at the finish line. So there was that. Finishers awards were ridiculous, I heard, too. They were yeah. good looking. They were. <laughs> so there's that to throw. I mean, you can make a buckle out of one of those if you want. Take it off the lanyard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you guys had a, g- a great year from the first time we talked to you guys, whether it was episode 73 or 84, kind of tracking you. I mean, I know, Logan, you didn't plan on the bear. I know you planned on the Wasatch, but to kind of see the progression go through. And then, like I said, I mean, what you guys did at the bear was amazing. I Thank mean, you. something to s- not just be happy about, to be proud of, because you both, I know, put in your work in your own way, whether it's, you know, how you trained or how you trained. I mean, it's not like either way you do it that's a legit you can't fake a hundred mile race right with that kind of time it's, it's just it's not gonna happen we talk about it on the show you can sometimes fake a 50k oh yeah but above that it's like you you know it's not gonna happen <laughs> so uh what do you in 2018 you've got your plan set up for it and then just some fun stuff right it's kind of what you guys do for me just fun um you know, Brad will call me and he'll be like hey you know the Zion 100s this weekend and I'll <laughs> say all right well I'll drive down there and run and watch you and pace however I need and then to. Then we can go on the recovery run the next exactly. day. Exactly. I'll yeah. talk you into you know bad decisions the next day. <laughs> I'll be standing there at mile 50 with a beer for you and yeah, that's... What are friends for? Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. Well, you know, you guys, thanks for coming on the show again. Mm-hmm. I know we had to pull, twist your leg, but thanks for coming down here. Thanks for brunch, having brunch with us yeah, this morning. Yeah, that was fun. Thank I don't you. say that word often. Fun. I feel classy, hipsterish brunch. It's mm-hmm. like lunch, but had a nice time talking about that this morning. Uh, get to know you guys a little bit better. But, uh, man, we wish you nothing but the best for the races coming up. Mm-hmm. Your downtime. Good luck with skiing this year. Thank you. Uh, you're in a good place for that, for sure. Throw some sticks on. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thanks for coming back on the show. Congratulations on an awesome year, but especially, you know, again, the Bear 100. Super cool to see you both do well there. Thank you so much. I, uh, I really enjoyed being on. Also, don't forget to give away a Nordic um, entry. We'll do that on the single track session. Yeah, we've got the we've got a, a, a giveaway coming up for the Nordic race we're putting on. It's the uh, Logan Ledford Scholarship Fund. It is. Yes. Um, he's graciously donated a uh, race entry to the Nordic 7K mm-hmm. for somebody who wins uh, coming up on the single track session. So we're looking forward to that. It's our first scholarship fund we've got. <laughs> oh, I like so it. far. So, <laughs> well, guys, thanks again for coming on. Uh, Episode 101. It's a special episode for us, so we're glad you guys were making it down. And having two people on is always a test, but I think we did all right. Yeah. Um, and thanks for coming to Bomber Studios and meeting with us kind of on an off-kilter uh, morning of location setup. We got through it. <laughs> we did. We, we powered through it just like 100. So thanks again, you guys. Uh, have a great uh, year, winter coming up, and relax and enjoy some time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank... Brad Sween and Logan Ledford for joining us today. We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by our website at trailmanners.com. There you can check out our store page or you can hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Jill Hatch reminding you you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. Mm-hmm.